I, I pushed the button. I pushed the button. We are recording. <laughs> There's no pre-show. Uh, if if <laughs> no. we if we did this live, you would just see us, uh, warts and all, starting off. Uh, Brandon Chalmers, sir. Uh, it's been a year since I've seen you last. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! It feels like it. It's it's been the week that's been the year. Yeah. Uh, we we have a special episode tonight. We are only going to talk about one thing. Uh, no. We're not going to be talking about uh, the, 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 the president and all that bullshit, which you would think we would be doing because of last week's episode. Uh, but today, today is, what the fuck day is today? Today is October 6th. When we are recording this, it is October when, 6th. When we are recording this, it is October 6th. Uh, we learned today that uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, has passed away. Is hopefully not actually running with the devil. Yeah, yeah. At age sixty-five, uh, fought fought with cancer. I know. I know people don't like it when you say that. You know, you f- you're fighting with cancer or that you've lost your battle with cancer. It's it's a terrible way to describe. You know how you how you. What is the best way to describe that then? I'm I'm not sure, but okay. cancer can't uh, cancer. He he died due to cancer. Right. Um, and so uh, we are just going to talk about Van Halen today. We're just it's because <laughs> I don't want to talk about anything else. Okay. Everything else makes me sad. All uh, right. Ben, um, we did dinner. Right. We played Van Halen uh, for dinner. Introduced okay. to some of the the, the jams. Uh, you, Brandon Chalmers, uh, when we were on the road during during doing setup for shows, we would play um, Panama. Yeah. On repeat. Panama is still my ringtone and has been my ringtone since 2009. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if I happen to have my phone off of silent, which is a rarity, yeah. and the phone rings and you hear Panama, I am receiving a phone call. <laughs> and I will... Probably never change it because that song is a banger unless I can manage to get the double banger from the Twister soundtrack of Humans Being. Oh, because yeah. if I can get that, that is that is the true jam. Um, but yeah, so. All right. So I, I'm are not. We, are we digging into it? Is that, is yeah, that what we're just, doing? Let's just get into it. Uh, your your first experience with Van Halen. Whoa, when, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Yeah, we. We are still professionals. No, 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 no. Today is a very special episode. We're, gonna we're not f- doing a cold. No, we're not doing an open. No, we're just going into we're it. Not, we're, just, we're not doing an open. We're, we're doing not, it. We're not going to mention that we're part of the Hard Knock no, no, no. Podcasting Network. Eddie Eddie Van Halen deserves a, a, f- a full fledged episode. No, no, it's all it's all Eddie all the time. All Eddie all the time. <laughs> and then next week we'll do the regular shit. But today. It is important enough. You're a guitar guy. Okay. I'm a guitar guy. Yeah, no, no. With that, you are you are right. I, I, I feel uncomfortable about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say it up front. I apologize, boss. I try. <laughs> all right, now now that no, we got that just, out of the we're way, going, we're going right into right, it. Fair um, enough. Do you do you remember your first Eddie, like Van Halen song? Do you remember what like? Do you remember the first time you heard them? Do you remember? Oh. No, honestly, like, because the reality is, is that when I was growing up with music, it was a lot of classic rock. 
Mm. Um, because, you know, I, I grew up a young white kid when my dad's an older white guy. And, you know, when he's single dad and basically this is what he did. And like to give you a, a bit of backstory, my dad always had the feeling that he was part of the music industry because he used to book large multi-band shows at That's local cool. venues. So he was booking bands that were opening up for bands like the Doobie Brothers and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he was. Uh, a, a solid like step below the n- big national touring acts of the seventies and, and early eighties. But at the same time, like dude knew some people. So he always seemed to feel a real connection with a lot of that stuff. Now on the inverse of that, he was also a real prog rock fan. And like, <laughs> I'm talking about the old school <laughs> shit, <laughs> right? But like he was into it back before it was really prog rock. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to be like, Okay, settle down. Like, I, if Brian Prindeville ever happens to hear this, <laughs> he will have words for me. Um, oh, man. Now, with that said, my dad was a big fan. Like, I remember one of the, like, if we would, let's say, go down to Ocean City, right? You're in the car three the plus OC. hours. Right, yeah. Danny Ocean. Danny Ocean. There would be a couple albums that we were able to play, and that was it. There was no other negotiation that was going on, right? So... Um, we had Pink Floyd and usually it was the division bell for some reason. Cause I think he was really, really into that one. That one was super big in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, um, rush 2112. There was the best of the moody blues. And there was ACDC's live from Donington. That was like a two disker, nice. which is what I ended up loving, which is yeah. why ACDC is one of my favorite yeah. bands growing up. But Hell yeah. in the in the inverse of that, when we would end up putting on other things, especially his friends, because every time we would go to Ocean City, it would be a big like not family vacation, but like friend family. Yeah. He had a bunch of friends of his that he grew up with in high school and still were friends with well into his you know, 30s and 40s, what have you. So we would all go down to the beach during the same week. All of his friends had kids. They were all slightly older than me, but they were all very kind. Let me hang out with them. So like we go hit the boardwalk. It's me being like 13, hanging out with a bunch of 16 year olds and, <laughs> yeah. you know, feeling like, oh, yeah, it's feeling like I'm super cool. I'm the so, boss. <laughs> right. But in turn, they would end up playing a ton of classic rock. So we'd end up coming back from walking on the boardwalk and the entire group of like at that time, I think early 40 somethings were just shit housed, just straight <laughs> shit housed. Because <laughs> that's what you did down the beach. Like you ate crabs. And you didn't drive anywhere. So, like, nobody was, like, getting into any serious trouble. But people were definitely getting loud, telling unnecessary stories about each other. (laughs) And what I found out in the inverse uh, is there was also apparently a lot of weed going on and a little bit of coke. But what I remember is mostly the alcohol. But along with the alcohol came the sing-alongs and, in turn, (laughs) the love for and was a birthday gift. I remember my first Van Halen album. Uh Uh-huh was the best of van halen the first one oh wow um was purchased for me by my dad's uh like one of my dad's closest friends because the statement was you need to round out your rock music because i was listening to nothing but metallica i think at the time <laughs> yeah right because like my my first <laughs> first two <laughs> album purchases at the same time which is probably a good and bad sign about my youth i purchased the d2 the mighty duck soundtrack and the Metallica Black album, the same purchase. <laughs> nice. That Sam Goody click was like, 
that uh, right. right. The, the guy <laughs> in Circuit City was very confused because at the time I didn't understand who Gary Glitter was. All I knew is is that that was a jam during Mighty Ducks, and yeah. if it's good enough for Keenan, it's good enough for me. I was full on Team Knucklepuck. Like I'm here for this. Like the Bash oh Brothers my were my guys. Yeah. So to this day, I will genuinely buy a Bash Brothers fucking Mighty Ducks jersey if I can find someone else to dress up along with me. Like, I still have yet to find someone else who was willing to match my Bash Brother Halloween thing. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. I haven't watched it. I've never seen it, so but I'll do it. I don't care. You should probably watch it just (laughs) as long as as the characters aren't saying anything racist or horrible. I'll I'll dress up. I don't know. I haven't seen it since (laughs) I was a child. Like, I'd like to believe it's not. Um... Yeah, so I'm saying this knowing that, again, I I mentioned I didn't understand Gary Glitter. So please understand that at the time, (laughs) my knowledge about this stuff was minimal at best. Yeah. But I'm trying to, uh, I'm I'm curious now, I swear that 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 album had both Gary Glitter and There It Is all on the same (laughs) album. So... Yeah, that sounds like hockey arena stuff. Right. Oh, it's full on hockey arena stuff. So, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm I'm searching Apple Music right now. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yada 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 yada. God damn, Disney just locking that shit down. Oh apparently. yeah, they don't. They uh, don't let see. you get any. No. Of that stuff. All right. I'll have to. I'll have to Google that in the meantime. But yeah. So anyway. Um. Maybe the birthday, uh, maybe like two years after. So I think I was maybe like 13 when I got my first like Van Halen album. And basically my dad's friend was like, hey, it's time to start rounding out your music. And the way he was rounding out my music was by getting me off of Metallica and onto Van Halen, which <laughs> feels like an adjacent move in the in the grand yeah. scheme of things. But yeah. at the time I was like, fuck do I want all this hair metal for? Um, Cause it's awesome. <laughs> well, right. Because well, you got to understand at the time, I didn't understand the difference in between basically like Van Halen, ZZ top and winger. I, I didn't <laughs> get it. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Right. So like, I was just like, okay, yeah, cool. Right. Whatever. So like ZZ top, I could at least tell the difference. They had cool cars. They had the spinning guitars. They had the long beards. Mm-hmm. But like, if you sat, let's say Eddie Van Halen and Kip winger next to each other, I'd be like, what band are they in? And you'd be like, stop it. Don't, don't <laughs> Get do that. The fuck out of this. Dojo. Right. right. And <laughs> rightfully so. Somebody should have fucking straight Cobra Kai'd my ass. Like yeah, no, yeah. no way around it. But yeah. So that was definitely my first experience with it. And then as I got older, Van Halen equally felt more epic and less attainable. Like the more I played guitar, the more I was like, yeah. cool. That dude is a different animal, yeah. like full on different species, different understanding yeah. of how any of that works. And like I found over time, I still weirdly like I should be comparing Van Halen to like Steve Vai and I don't because frankly Van Halen figured out how to make mainstream success really happen. And yeah, yeah. As far as like a technical capability, I almost wonder if Vai's a more accomplished guitarist, but for sure. Like Steve Vai doesn't exist without Van Halen. Like Van like all of those right. virtuosos, Joe Satriani, Ingve, Ingve Malmstein, um right. uh the 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 ugh, God I forgot the who who plays that song. 
for none of those guys are anywhere without Eddie. Like Eddie, Eddie revolutionized the way people approach the guitar, what they can do with the guitar. Like, um, I mean, I'm sure those guys would have figured some shit out, but I think Eddie was there first and, and made it possible for all of these other guys to like go wild and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, my, my first, I, so jump came out along the same time uh, as the Pointer Sisters jump. And so like both of those songs, I had both of those songs on the radio in my ear and I was like, <laughs> boy, I love this one, but I also love this one. I don't know what's going on. But I think the first time I actually heard Eddie play was uh, in Beat It, Michael Jackson's Beat It, that okay, guitar solo. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had no idea who the fuck that was until years and years and years later. And I started playing guitar myself. I was like, right. what? who did that solo? It was fucking Eddie. Well, of and, course it was. And he didn't because, show up. He didn't show up in the music video because he was like, no, nah, I, I don't know what y'all doing down there with hanging out with gangs and stuff. But uh, I, I had no Which idea that so he recorded. fucking silly. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so silly. Like, yeah. Genuinely. But he did that in one take, Brandon Chalmers. Well, one take Eddie Van Halen. Michael brings over the track and says, can you do something with this? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> But let's be clear here. That wasn't exactly a technically very difficult solo for him. No, not like, for him. Because you got to figure, like, if you break out the the album that I am pretty sure most people have heard and assume it's all just one thing is the same album that I have, Van Halen's Greatest Hits. Yeah. And if Eruption is the first thing you hear Eddie be able to do, everything else just feels kind of simple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eruption is so good. <laughs> right. It's super good. By the way, uh, one of the quick aside. Um, so I pulled up the D2, the Mighty Duck soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so We Will Rock You by Queen. Nice. Uh, you Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by The Poor Boys. Nice. Uh, Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Nice. Mr. Big Stuff by Martha Wash. Hell yeah. Uh, the um, the Symphony uh, doing the Mighty Ducks thing. Whoop, there it is by Tag Team. Wild <laughs> Thing by the Trogs. Uh, <laughs> a song about Zamboni. Uh, we Are the Champions by Queen. And then Whatever the Fuck Rock the Pond is. Don't um, know what that one is. Right, but I definitely remember getting like that that big Queen. Like um, it, Basically, those two songs back-to-back yeah. were mandatory listening <laughs> if you played indoor soccer, oh wow, these were the things that got played, which is also, I think, my first exposure to Gary Glitter and the rest <laughs> of the soundtrack. Yeah, because I definitely got forced to play indoor soccer, and they would blast this over the speakers while the rest of us tried to chase a ball around, not realizing so what the funny. hell we were supposed to be doing. Yeah, my my first two album purchases were Metallica's Black Album okay. and Predator by Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> see now <laughs> i find it very interesting you and i got one of them exactly the same so we, both, we both have like that that starting point that yeah that thing that keeps us together yeah and then you and i take very different <laughs> yeah um uh so brandon uh what is your favorite favorite halen track favorite halen track hang on i'm gonna i <sighs> Well, for I, before you get into that, um, why why was Panama your your setup song of choice? Because we played that for years on the right. road, we right? Went out to yeah. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I 
one, I just think it's a jam. And mm -hmm. reasonably, as silly as it sounds, if I'm not mistaken, and let me double check this to make sure, I swear to God that that came from a dumb fuck Drew Carey show bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Uh, okay, Drew Carey show Panama. Let me see here. Okay, so yada, 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 yada. A house divided. Let me see if I can find it. So basically, from what I remember, it was basically like, they let me see. A local corporation wants to buy all the houses in Drew's neighborhood to make way for a mall on the lot. So eminent domain. Uh, yeah. Drew isn't pleased, but promises to think it over. While at work, Drew finds out uh, the company he works for is behind the mall construction plot. And his boss convinces him to sell. He agrees to have Drew's house moved to take the uh, prime lakefront property. However, Drew arrives home to find his friends is literally uh, finds his house is literally been sold in half. <laughs> and to my understanding, he spends the rest of the episode playing Panama as loud as possible to disrupt everyone in a point of protest. <laughs> Why Panama, though? Because like. I feel like construction workers are like demol demolition people. I, I'm would be not like, really. Yeah, fuck I'm, yeah. I'm not really clear what is the deal with this. I think blasting Barney would would make pe would turn people off way more yeah, than I'm, fucking I'm not, Halen. I'm not really clear about all of the details of, but I remember it being <laughs> kind of a joke, and I swear this started from like me and and uh, our fight host Marty Day joking around about this, and because I at the time had basically full reign of of what we played as far as music. Like, if you were listening to the soundtrack, other than the current, sh like, the actual show run stuff that Marty curated a lot of, yeah. if it was anything else, I was in charge. Yeah. So, in turn, and I think I still have the setup set list. Uh, let me see here, because I remember being a pretty straightforward one. So, it's... Um, Panama by Van Halen, Humans Being by Van Halen. Like I said, probably those two are probably my my some of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Uh, Give me some loving by Spencer Davis Group because that oh, yeah. that wall of sound. Hocus Pocus by Focus because nothing gets people going more than that. Yeah. And the one that I remember you and I leading quite a few sing-alongs, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. getting a full room of people to do a sing-along to Bohemian Rhapsody might be one of my favorite things. And like one of my favorite memories is you doing that exact thing and then getting near the headbanging part and you whipping off your, <laughs> your, your, your like hairband thing, like what you're wearing now. Yeah. Yeah. Shouting at everybody. You better get the fuck up. You better get the fuck up. And watching easily 600 people all yeah. headbanging at the same time. I mean, like, you know what? I don't know if we're going to ever do anything <laughs> really monumental with our lives, but this feels real close. We can like, hype a crowd up, man. We can, we, we, we can, can hype a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if, um, if, if you need people to stand up or like, if you have a corporate event or some boring shit and you need people to get excited, you hire me and Brandon Chalmers. <laughs> we will set up your shit for you. We will hype up that crowd. So what they, they'll be warm as fuck. When you get on, it'll be an explosion of goodness. Like if you want to get brought on to a show, doesn't matter what, what it is. I don't care if you're, like going over corporate numbers or if like you're debuting some baby toys or you know like the dnc we will hype you up motherfucker like <laughs> we can bring it we can bring it and we will bring yeah. halen uh, with us but we will bring it <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of like i i 
I guess Panama would be my my biggest go to. So I guess it would be my my favorite Halen song. Mm-hmm. I'm more apt to say Ice Cream Man. Oh yeah, just because <laughs> it's unnecessarily fun. right. Yeah, because it starts <laughs> very slow and like you know Dave kind of playing around, but like they also do a lot of fun. They do a version of Happy Trails that was fucking great. Um, on on a, uh, on the B side of Diver Down. Yeah, that I love. Like, there's a lot of little hidden tracks that I love for them, but I realize that like. I think I end up liking Hagar more than I do. And yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I hate that too, yeah. especially given what a fucking douchebag he ended up turning out to be. Yeah. But right now is a goddamn jam. Like, here's right a sign of a now. good song. Hey. You left the Crystal Pepsi commercial play. Yeah. Because when Crystal Pepsi came out, you were like, what the fuck Bow. is this? And I have just vivid memories <laughs> of that chorus blasting Bow. over yeah. Crystal Pepsi, just percolating inside of a glass. Yeah. And you're like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> this song's a fucking banger, though. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Hagar songs. Um, so during the, the DNC, when Carrie was making a run for it, Yes. Um, the last speech before like the big speech before like the the last leg of the the um the the campaign they played um higher uh and for some reason it hit me it just like i it like <laughs> i was like man i hope so because like that the the like going higher and, higher and hagar uh sammy blowing that shit out and i'm like fuck i like a sammy song but for whatever reason like during that convention hearing that song hoping against all hope that we would get through it and then he botched and then he 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 uh he fucking lost a lot but for whatever reason during the convention when uh when it was over and they started playing that song i was just like it got me and i was tearing up and i was like why am i tearing up for this bland ass motherfucking candidate that nobody really likes <laughs> that we're running anyway why am i tearing up before it but like higher higher hit me like i don't know why but that that moment hit me and i was like i'm i'm so hopeful he sucks real bad he can't speak english real good uh you know but motherfucker we're gonna make it and we didn't but that song is stuck with me like when you need some like uplifting cinematic kind of thing to just kind of like i think i i think it's because hagar's got that voice yeah and like i'm i literally just typed in like uh top van hagar just to see (laughs) what the difference is and like disappointingly cabo wabo shows up on the top 10 which is not a Mm, good start um no Let's see. Um, top of the world. Um, top of the world's good. Pound cake's not bad. Best of both worlds is pretty good. Why can't this be love? Is fucking great. That, that got, yes, that that like weird vocalizer. Because I swear he uses the same. Um, um, no, I mean for the, the beginning, talk box. he uses the same. Yeah, the talk no, box. Thank well, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, the the same thing as that fucking Bon Jovi uh, living on a prayer shit. Right, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. So so far we've managed to have let's see, uh, Frampton, um, Bon Jovi, and Van Halen managed to pull that off. No one else has been able to make that rat ass toy actually functional. 
well, and it took Van Halen that long to yeah, pull it off. There, there was a guy on YouTube who did a version of Soldier Boy with a talk box that is like Soldier, like when Soldier Boy first came out, he did a cover of that song. That shit is a banger. But oh, and uh, 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 Zap, the band Zap, like they, like um, fuck, so rough, so tough. They, they were able to use the talk box, um, yeah. but that's like R and B and shit, uh, which you may not have been listening to uh no, unfortunately no but, but yeah this is definitely a, a blinding realization of the holes in my in my music <laughs> interest in my background so like so tough it's it's one of those like i've had to learn over time to just no i don't know what this is i'm super fucking open to it i don't know what this is like i just i you have to embrace it at a certain point it's just so much stuff out there yeah um, did, uh, did you ever want to, uh, like learn how to do all that virtuoso virtuoso shit, like the, the tapping and the dive bombing with the, the whammy bars and stuff? No, I was never a big whammy bar guy. I know how to tap. Like I actually do have, right. But like the reality is, is my, my favorite, probably my favorite guitarist ever is Malcolm Young. Oh, okay. And the thing is, I've always been a fan of the guys who are the clutch guys. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't need the big solo. I like the idea, yeah. like the idea of hearing Scotty Ian from Anthrax talk about Malcolm when he passed. And it was like the reason he loved him so much is he played his guitar like a percussion instrument. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know I mean, like every <laughs> single note, every chord was chunky you could set it like you could drop the drums out of it yeah and it's such a strong fucking sound yeah so it made a lot of sense to me is like yeah no i like that presence without necessarily having to be all showboaty so it's yeah. like and tony and iomi I had, has that too like that right very yes. straightforward like yeah yeah but like i think that was just based on you know when i was growing up with friends i had a i had a buddy of mine who was super big into Van Halen and Hendrix and yeah, Vi yeah. and all them. And dude was technically incredibly capable. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan was one of his favorites and he oh, could do, good. Yeah. you know, like the Mary had a little lamb stuff and everything else. Like and could play along with the Austin city limits version and was real fucking good. And I think because of that, I ended up falling into a more supportive role, but really enjoying it quite a bit as being like, no, 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 this is good. I like this. Yeah. Like, I think it's what draws me to actually playing drums is just, I like the idea of you're the bass. Being that, yeah. I, I like being that backbone. Just like, no, 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 rock on. Go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah. You're going to throw down your bubble. Get that, uh, get that rhythm. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I have always been a defensive player. That is how I, I work. Nice. Uh, if, uh, God, I would have gone to, um, guitar center to find a music man, uh, Wolfgang and just, spend hours and hours just trying to blow it up and like light the monitors on fire <laughs> <laughs> um but he was one of the i don't know if he was like um he was probably not the first guy but he was one of the the guys who made it popular to kind of frankenstein your guitar like get get parts that you liked from other strats and then put them together and frankenstein them together and like put in your own pickups and, and keep fucking with it and fiddling with it and paint it all sorts of shit like that. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right there. I, I think as far as like the owning your instrument and also making your instrument really a thing, yeah. because really the only other guitarist that I could think of at that time who had really done anything nearly the same, 
like with any sort of real impact. Like there were guys who had like the the different facing yeah. guitars or whatever it is. <laughs> would be like Jimmy Page doing the double neck. Yeah, Jimmy Page. Because, yeah. I, like I'm trying, I'm having trouble thinking of like any other guitars that really had like a signature style guitar. Like Hendrix Brian, had that that um, strat that he carried around all the time, but it yeah. wasn't really. Brian May made his own guitar. So like he, okay. his guitar through a AC30, fucking butter. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Hendrix. That guy's always been so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Angus Hendrix Young with used, the SG. Yeah. Hendrix would just grab a Strat if he, I mean, he had right. a couple that he liked, but like he would, he would go to the store, pick up a Strat, string right. it backwards and then like. Right. Yeah. And then just start playing it. it. Right. Because the guy yeah. was a maniac. But yeah, like <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah, there's only a couple guys who really like made their guitar part of their look and part of what they did yeah and that that striped the the stripe paint job with all the the, the yeah. lines across it and stuff um the the wolfgang his signature music man guitar i think there i think there have been a, like a few different manufacturers of the wolfgang i think music yeah. man was the first one um but it had that like really sculpted weird it for the sound that he got out of it, it it's a very conservative looking guitar like it doesn't have the horns that the strat does. It doesn't have the edges of a V. It doesn't have like the the off angle like yeah. an explorer. It's just kind of like it it doesn't look as flashy as he plays it. And I guess maybe that's the point, but like Yeah, I don't know. Like I I there's something about the idea of a excuse me <clears throat> of a turned down version of Van Halen. Like when I think of Van Halen they're kind of boring looking guys like other than David Lee Roth. They're not visually strike. Like they're not kiss. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but like, that's the reality though, is like, if, if you heard Van Halen's music, you would expect that to come out of something like kiss yeah. something that is much bigger than itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you hear that sort of thing. And like, yeah. you got a bit of that from the jump video, but that's more just Dave being in love with Dave. <laughs> So like Eddie's the only really bit of something up there. And uh, I'm trying to remember their bass player's name, Michael Anthony, I think. Um, I, yeah, I am very sad to admit that I know Eddie and I know the front man. <laughs> okay. So the drummer's Alex. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Like it was one of those things where the rest of the guys seem very kind of like, yeah. Um, uh, they don't so, have they have big hair but like they don't light shit on fire like eddie's not there smashing his guitar every night they're not right. kicking shit over and blowing stuff up right but i think the reality is is because like really what eddie was in a way was he was getty lee with an edge like yeah. it's the difference in between canadian eddie is Getty and American Eddie is Eddie. Like that's, that is that is genuinely different, right? Because like they're both guitar virtuosos. Yeah. They both write great music. Yeah. They both can play the keys. They both have the ability to wear multiple hats at the same time. Yeah. They, you know, they they cobble the band together. They put together a wall of sound with way less people than you'd ever imagine there possibly yeah. could be. Yeah. Like, so it, it's a weird sort of sort of comparison, obviously, because, yeah. you know, uh, Alex Lifeson from Rush is the guitar player. You know, Getty is the bassist and fucking Alex Lifeson is wild. Genuinely, <laughs> put yourself to go back and listen to Rush. But that tonight is not about Rush. Tonight is not about Rush. But like even Steve, like when Steve Vai goes on stage, it's a show like that motherfucker does crazy shit. Like he has right. weird ass costumes. He He came out with like 
lights all over his shit one time. He has he still does all of that fucking shit that he did when he was like in in the hair bands. Right. And Eddie's right. never really done that. Like he'll Right, because he doesn't have to. This yeah. This is gonna be me shitting on on some people here, but like, <laughs> like bear with me. <laughs> I know you're a KISS fan, so I'm gonna tread lightly about oh, this one. I I am a KISS fan, but I do not hold them in high regard. So if you tell okay. me that they like Ace cannot play, I will agree with you. No, no, no. <laughs> hang on. Whoa, 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 time out. I may not be the biggest fan of KISS. But they're a perfectly fine band of the era. Like, I have no yeah, yeah, issue yeah. with them being like 70s arena rock. They absolutely are. They yeah. have their niche. Yeah. But they would not have made it if they looked like Van Halen. For sure. For sure. Because everyone remembers Kiss in their makeup. Nobody remembers Kiss in the 90s when they took the makeup off. And like... No, you do. You remember how creepy it was when they took the makeup off and then they got real close and yeah. then they sang <laughs> Lick It Up. Yeah. Because it's the or last Or God thing, gave like, rock and roll to you on this. Like, I, I don't know who sat down <laughs> Paul Stanley and was like, Paul, baby, hey, so look, let's cut the makeup off, right? You got this new track, Lick It Up. The kids are going to love it. The ladies are going to swoon. It's time you showed them what's behind oh that makeup, right? Oh the, oh the sort of God. thing that only a few select ladies get to know about, huh, Gene? You know, <laughs> we're going to show it to everybody, huh? Jesus Christ. Yeah, they should have put no. more makeup on. They should have put fucking they face masks doubled on. It. They should have they immediately, they should have been guar they, they should have been guar yeah. just taken guar's <laughs> outfit because i swear guar was around at the time yeah god and damn. just stolen the entirety of guar's gimmick yeah. and then went and did that album <laughs> and people were like wow kiss is really getting out there they should have been they should have been in jaegers they're just like <laughs> right yeah right yeah and it's just it's literally just gene dressed as like odorous just yeah. licking up <laughs> random things that he shouldn't be. Yeah. You're, you're detergent, right. Detergent ants, all sorts of shit. Just like, it, yeah, it's just about Gene just being, just exploring the world with his tongue, like some sort of weird bass playing <laughs> ant eater. Just, yeah, you're, you're fucking right. Like if, if, if kiss came out with rock and roll all night and party every day, looking like Van no, Halen, that would have made it. I don't, I don't know if it would have been as big I, as it I, was though. I don't think it would have been as big as it was, but I think it genuinely would have made it. It would have been an also ran like it would have been a they'd have had two. They would have had that one hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, they would, have would have had that one hit. Yeah. And then the secondary ones where yeah. it was like, yeah, I mean, it's good, but it's not rock Beth, and roll all night. Beth, maybe Beth, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Detroit Rock City, maybe they would have been able to pull off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like without the big anthem ones. Nah, yeah, nah. love gun no uh, no one gives a no, shit about love no, gun. <laughs> no absolutely not no but but i think that's the beautiful part and that's really the sign of how good eddie was is he oh, didn't yeah. really have to go too deep into it he literally would spend like what he had the the video where like they zoomed in on him playing the keyboards yeah you're like i guess that's cool like i i mean it looks kind of cool they put a fisheye on it like <laughs> oh and he used the uh, um he used the fucking power drill in uh 
couple of songs, but like yeah, he would use yeah, a power yeah. drill by the the pickups. I the the early stories about when they started out and, and Eddie started to figure that shit out when he would like do his solos and turn his back to the audience. I found that shit fascinating because he right. didn't want people to like figure out the tapping and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, right. I mean, well, that's the same sort of shit that uh, what's his face the the guitarist from uh, Aerosmith pulls that shit still. Oh, well, why? Because yeah. he's uh, not. I mean. Because he's He's a self-important douchebag. He's there, but he he ain't no Eddie Van Halen. No, no, he's not. No, but he's convinced that Aerosmith has a unique sound. And and I I mean, that's that's great. But that's not not Woodley, 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 Woodley. I was going to say, not everyone can perform (laughs) love in an elevator. Okay, like not. (laughs) Yeah, so like like the internet hasn't been able to figure that shit out. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the reality is like he did it initially for effect in the same way that like Hendrix lit the guitar on fire and used the echoplex to act like he was having the demonic rising out of that thing. Yeah. Eddie turned his back to basically be, have people be like, what the fuck was that? And then Magic. the reveal, <laughs> right, right. And then the reveal is like, holy shit. And I think once he realized that his peers couldn't keep up, yeah. it was like, fuck it. Oh, oh, all right. So yeah. none of y'all can do. <laughs> all right. Well, no, no, no. I fuck it. I'll just stand in front of the audience and fucking watch yeah. it. He was so fuck. good. He was so good that he would even hold master classes on that shit. Like when you could like, you know, pay guitar, guitar magazine, like those, those VHS tapes of how to do like the Eddie Van Halen method. He had that shit out. He would tab his shit. So you could have the tablature to figure that shit out. It didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Like you could tell someone faking the funk on an Eddie Van Halen. Like, you know, you could just, you could just tell it's not as tight, not as good, not as creative. No, absolutely not. No, I mean, and and people have gotten a lot better about it now because we have a lot more understanding and people are just practicing just way, more. way too much. Yeah, yeah like I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there is easily a thousand people on YouTube right now who can hit eruption note for note without missing a fucking beat. And I'm sure absolutely every one of them is doing <laughs> a like live version of that right now on Twitch. Yeah. So like, I'm sure yeah. you're not, you know, you're not going to miss out on having an opportunity to see people doing what he did, but realizing that that's a generation yeah. of guitar players. Yeah. If I had to take a guess, large majority of them look a bit like me. Probably. <laughs> mm, I'm going to guess 41. <laughs> but well, if I also, had to, if I had to take a guess on where yeah, they are. In the well, also in the eighties, I mean, the guitarists weren't practicing. They were just trying to make a lot of money and like shit the shit out and, and get deals and stuff. So like no one was at home in college, like with nothing to do and just whittling. I don't know. I, I feel like that that's probably what separated some of the better players and some of the other ones. Cause I think if you ask fucking like, uh, I don't know, Mick Mars from Motley Crue, whether or not he was practicing all the time, you'd be <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it all depended on who you were, because I got to believe that like the bands who really made it, like if you ask Slash, hey, did you spend more time fucking off or more time playing music? He'd be like, I fucking played a ton. Yeah. Because like I, I have to believe that sort of thing because I couldn't imagine being 19 trying to sell that top hat without a record deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, so... Do you what what is going to be 
do you think well first of all guitar has not come back like people aren't playing guitar these days you don't hear it a lot on the radio these days it's not like it's not like well, a thing. i mean i think that's that that stuff is all cyclical in that sense and to be honest with you if if you listen to country music you would end up hearing a lot more classic rock style or soft rock style things or what have you and mm. that's where i believe a lot of the guitar virtuosos ended up heading we're into country music. Like if you listen to fuck, I don't even, uh, let's say Brad Paisley, that guy can fucking play. <laughs> and is what he plays all that interesting to me? No, not really. But as far as a, like, if I'm going to respect him the same way I respect Steve, I dude's got the fucking game. Like he can go. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. And if you get more into your, your obscure metal, like your, your prog rocks oh, for sure. yeah. related stuff, you know, your, your baronesses and stuff yeah. like that. Um, uh, one that I think you would absolutely love. The band is called Baroness. They have a new guitar player that started playing with them. Like in the last two years, her name is Gina Gleason. She, used I've heard to of play. her. Yes, you have. And you know yeah. why? Because she was the main guitar player and the main focus for the Cirque du Soleil Michael Jackson show. Oh, okay. So she would do all the costume changes and play all of the things. So basically like the entire storyline that went around it, that focused all the Michael Jackson music on like the space traveler and everything. She was the one who played that. Wow. So she would get in full garb and then be part of the Cirque du Soleil stuff. So people dressed up as like zebras on fire covered in Vaseline. We're doing like <laughs> spins, passes. She's like full on Van Halen shredding. Oh, man. And like in like easily like eight inch fucking platforms and shit oh, like that. So good. Weird space garb and makeup and the hairs all over the place. Well, now she's playing in a rad ass metal band and has been doing a bunch of stuff. Um, right now, probably the best way you can catch her. They, uh, the two minutes, the late night crew has yes. been doing a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. things and she's been on there as well. I'll she's check that shit super out. Super fun and really like just a great person. And also I think that's why I've up, heard of her before. Cause right, I probably, watched them every probably once in a while. is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the other plus side is it, it's starting to normalize women being badass shredders in metal because yeah. metal I've found from my experience goes one of two ways. It's super inclusive or misogynistic as fuck. There's zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nita, uh, Nita Strauss, she has a signature yes. from Ibanez and it, and she's the first woman to have a signature series from Ibanez and it's right. a fucking glorious guitar. Yeah. Oh my God. The thing. Mm. Yeah. No, but how fucking long did it take? Way too long. <laughs> anyway, back to, to Eddie, but realizing yeah. that like we're, we're going off on these tangents because I realized that like a lot of these bands wouldn't be bands without hearing Eddie, yeah. without that first album, without yeah. basically jamming out to Van Halen, without them, you know, without that first Van Halen album, that self-titled Van Halen album in 78, they wouldn't be able to, I mean, imagine it, it's 78, you're playing, you're like 19, you feel like you got your shit together, you're doing a bunch of cover songs of a bunch of random things, you're like, cool, man, this is real good, I can totally play a lot of this stuff. And you're doing a lot of things, and then that album comes along, <laughs> and you hear that come out of your fucking speakers. Yeah. I'd put my guitar down. Like, I <laughs> genuinely, I'd put it down, and I would have trouble coming back to it. Because yeah. I'd be like, cool, so... 
everyone else suddenly had to get better. It's like he rose the bar for everyone else's playing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it and and we're better for it. Like right. guitarists are better for it. Like the technology is better for it to capture that sound when it was right. just like whatever crappy tube amp was in the corner and some piece of shit wiring that wasn't quite right, you know. Right. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like, and it's funny because I feel like these guitarists come along every couple years where there are these big names that change the way that the sound is done yeah. and they force you to kind of play and you realize that like every one of them has their own unique sound it's yeah it's angus it's page it's van halen it, yeah. like it you start to go down the line you're like yeah every one of them sounds very uniquely different from each other and you could even get into the the ones who may have a lesser known home name but a band like uh, for Shante for um, Red Hot Chili Peppers you know, mm -hmm. I was like Red Hot Chili Peppers has a super unique sound now all their songs sound exactly the same but when they first came out yeah, you, were yeah. Like, you knew that was Chili Peppers like that would they'd come on you'd be like oh shit is this a new Chili Peppers yeah because nothing else sounded like Chili Peppers at the time when yeah. Van Halen would come out with a track you'd be like oh yeah no because like the guitar is so chunky and sharp and yeah. everything was broken into like he was a master of playing with the dead spaces. Like when you listen to it's it's almost the opposite of the wall of sound. Mm -hmm. Like like give me some love and is a wall of sound and it is a constant building crescendo that is supposed to just blow the speakers down. Right. Yeah. And you're not a, and you're not meant to get a moment to be able to catch your breath. Whereas most Van Halen songs there was this moment where like he would bounce down, down, down. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is super, super good. A little, and he a little pinch harmonic here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like it, it, he wasn't afraid to just let an, an instrument sing. Yeah. But usually it was his, <laughs> but as it should be, as it should be. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. But okay. Boom, boom, boom. Like the, the bass is not the no. I, the bass is me, the flavor, but like, <laughs> I, I I have heard the conversations about their bass player not actually being very good. And <laughs> there's an argument to be had that if Van Halen, like if Eddie's son Wolfgang can go out on tour with them, I swear it's first time at like 14, yeah, and play along with everyone else. Either Wolfgang, by the way, I don't know if Wolfgang got thick before he played bass or he got thick because he played bass. <laughs> but I don't know if I've ever seen a thin bass player, like no. maybe John Paul Jones, I think from, from Zeppelin. Oh, oh, um, uh, uh, and, and the get, Primus guy, the Primus guy, Les Claypool. Okay. Les, so we managed to get yeah, three. We got three of, of all popular bands. Yeah. In the Lander, entirety of history. Yeah. P Lander red too. He was, he was a stick, but like, right, right. But they replaced him with P Lander purple purple. And, yeah. Yeah, and purple ain't a small boy. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. Like every few years, there's a guitarist that kind of leapfrogs everybody. Like Muddy Waters, when he he plugged in, he mm -hmm. leapfrogged everybody. When uh, Buddy Guy plugged in, he leapfrogged Jimmy, leapfrogged Eddie, leapfrogged, and you know it. And they changed the way you approach the instrument. They changed the right. way you look at the instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just and, and it. It's funny because it, it branched in like multiple directions where you see like these junctions and then at the same time you're getting Eddie happening, you're getting Stevie Ray Vaughan yeah. in 
the opposite end and yeah. then you're you know yeah so and then you're getting the crew from like zz top playing and you're like okay dude's got skill in a very different direction because like he's more honky tonk than let's say a steve ray vaughn which is a little more blues like it, it was this kind of the 80s were definitely the like i i'd argue maybe like 77 to maybe 94 yeah. is where all of where that, the guitars like, were right yeah so good like, it, it's it seemed like some sort of arms race where <laughs> everyone was trying to keep up in very different ways yeah and you basically needed to be able to and it was bothering billy gibson by the way is the is yeah the, billy uh, gibson yep yeah yeah um, but he, he he plays thin ass strings like um, he came out with a signature series Les Paul and everyone was expecting it to be like this heavy ass chunky bullshit thing. You pick it boy. up. It is it is hollowed out. So it's rail thin and he's he's playing on eights, the lightest yeah. fucking string ever. Have and you seen like, him? He's like <laughs> 114 pounds. He's mostly beard. <laughs> If you cut the beard off, there's like no face underneath. There's nothing it. <laughs> there. There's there's nothing there. Genuinely. Like yeah. he he has genuinely like there there's nothing there of him. He wears a guitar yeah. just to weigh him down. <laughs> so he doesn't float off in the breeze when the fans right, are blowing yeah, imagine, for the music. Yeah, this video. is why ZZ Top doesn't play outdoor venues. They're like hundred percent it's not an acoustics <laughs> thing. It's it's a genuine fear of windy days. Like yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, well, I, I hope, uh, I hope more guitarists remember Eddie. I'm sure they will. I'm sure people who pick up guitar will go back and, and hear all the greats well, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the plus side about music like Van Halen's is if, if you are learning guitar, it is a staple. There will yeah. be someone there who will sit you down and go, Hey, so not for nothing. You should probably hear this. Yeah. I imagine Frankly, I gotta believe that those those two guys who did the uh, the review of uh, what is it when they watched Purple Rain for the first time was it the one that you sent me? Um, the the two young kids who watched the reaction video. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, I have a yeah. feeling you're the internet's about to get inundated with Van Halen reaction videos. Oh, I hope so. Oh, it so, was um, it was Phil Collins Air Tonight. Do, do, oh, in do, Air do, Tonight. Do, Thank do, you. Do, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope we get those reaction videos because those, I, I can guarantee those you, right. give me joy. <laughs> right, because well, you got to figure like there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to start talking about that. And if they haven't gotten there yet, they're going to listen to some of that stuff. And yeah. I can't tell if it's going to be Eruption. If I had to take a guess, it's probably going to be right now. Yeah, but Eruption is so good. God. Eruption is so good, but Eruption is very much like I, I have to put myself in the place of someone who is more into hip hop than rock. Yeah. Eruption feels like masturbation. Well, like it's Eruption would be great capable. for Eruption would be great to sample from because like all of those squeals and like interstitial notes and stuff, you could like grab a section of it and turn that into a hook and See, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and for my head, you take right now, put a strong backbeat on it and pipe down a bunch of other shit and that song is solid. Yeah. It's got chunky guitar, a clean piano, yeah. a nice like and Alex's drumming in that is almost non-existent. So you can easily just put a stronger beat on it and then just just even keel that down. I really feel like if if the music business wasn't so litigious, I feel like van halen would have been sampled more because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of fun sounds that you can just pick out and stick on a record like i don't know it, i've been dicking around wonder who's responsible for that yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, also people need to get paid for sure, but it's sure, also great. fun to like remix stuff and grab yeah, samples I, I and like be play with, with stuff. You. Like, unless you got a serious marketing wrecking, record deal or something like that, you some some kid on SoundCloud who ain't making a ton of money who wants to sample Van Halen ain't fucking hurting Van Halen. Yeah, like, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. This, in the same way that guys playing uh, fucking uh, you know top of the world in in a nightclub ain't fucking hurting Van Halen. They're, they're, yeah. they're just not. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, and I wish more bigger artists were like that. It was like, yeah, whatever. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no argument there. I, it's yeah. I mean, you're right. It, it's how the music industry has changed and how all that stuff works. And yeah, I get it. Protect your property and what have you. I mean, Aerosmith got a rebirth because fucking run DMC sampled their shit. So Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and argue, arguably Aerosmith would not be where they are today without without Run DMC bringing them back because they weren't they were nowhere. I yeah, mean they, they had they, a, they had gotten stagnant and they went and then Run DMC was like, come with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, I, I right the a walk, a record executive way, <laughs> was like, hey, so not for nothing, but I got an idea. Yeah, you know he was listening to Aerosmith. And somebody in the next office over had a run DMC track on. And he was like, (laughs) and then looked down at his desk and saw a package of Reese's cups and went, (laughs) I've got it. And with one foul swoop created Lincoln park. Just like that. Oh no. Just created Lincoln park. Oh no. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Congratulations. You just made limp biscuit. Thanks run DMC. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, uh, I hope we did Eddie proud. Uh, yep. He's brought I, I, joy I, to a lot of us. Wait, brought real, us a lot real, of great real talk before we get before we wrap this up. Yeah. Ask yourself a question, right? Somewhere David Lee Roth has to be buying a lottery ticket, right? <laughs> There's no way David Lee Roth thought he was going to outlast Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. There's no possible way that he would have thought that. Yeah. Because <laughs> David Lee Roth living like a maniac. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And like, and, and here's Eddie, like, you know, dad mode and stuff. And like, you know, solid dude, not going oh crazy. <laughs> you know, what's going to be, uh, what, what is going to be very interesting is how, like, I would, I would love to be a fly on a wall because in my head, David Lee Roth is not like quietly sitting at home, like, you know, having a drink in memory of his friend. He is fucking crushed and he is at home right now slowly strumming a song just singing yeah uh, to him like in the in the saddest like most somber <laughs> way yeah just just missing his friend yeah oh yeah and then half, right yeah and then halfway across the 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 country looking up at the same star is the human chode Sammy Hagar <laughs> doing exactly the same thing, only he doesn't have any real musical talent, so he can't play guitar. So he's forcing his guitar player to play over Zoom <laughs> and listen to him sing 
to his, his late friend. And his guitar player is like, you motherfucker, just just get a Udemy course, bitch. Right. Just Udemy, Skillshare, yeah. motherfucker. Learn yeah, how to you've, play. You've only you've only A-cord. been playing for this A-cord. long. A chord. A chord. You don't even have to use the whole guitar. Just use right. the top stringy. One yeah. finger. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, the second he found out that Eddie Vedder was able to play fucking guitar, he was just texting him photos. Be like, hey, any thoughts on this? <laughs> hey, curious about this? <laughs> I'll, I'll get you a baby guitar. I'll get you a ukulele. Fuck you. It's only got four strings and they're really tiny and they don't go up and down and they're made yeah. of plastic so they won't bite your precious little baby hands. Dumb bitch. He's you, too busy making tequila, man. You can you can tell we have a lot of love for one making, Sammy Making Hager tequila and ignoring the virus. Just making tequila and ignoring the virus. Yeah, that bitch. Um, anyway, uh, yep. Eddie, uh, we love you. Um, thank you for uh, turning the guitar into a, this monster. Just yeah. fucking now, thank you, man. Th- thank you for being the soundtrack that started off a lot of really good memories for me and my god what was it nine years in art fight um van halen started damn near every night that i stepped on stage yep and that sort of consistency of knowing that i get to hear i got to hear those notes right yeah (laughs) And and got to sing along with that and, and got to experience something that he did and made that part of my tradition to hit the stage is something I will never forget. And I am forever grateful and in your debt for doing such a rad thing. So those those that lovely pick scrape, those 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 perfect little harmonics, man. The the, the ability the ability with my friends up on stage while everyone else is shuffling along to just <laughs> as we're setting up boards and everything else, like every one of us off in the distance. Yes. I just poorly as the <laughs> more times you shout a Panama, the worse you got. About. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, at yeah. a certain point, I think I stopped saying Panama. And it was just bird. 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 Super B word fat. Just. <laughs> I want all the. <laughs> bird. Yes. Yeah. I ended up sounding like Orson Welles doing karaoke night is really what it ended up sounding like. Yeah. Man, all right, Brandon. Uh, yeah, man. We're we're gonna close it out. Yep. This is uh, you know, that's that's what we got this week. Yep. Next week uh, we'll return to our regular bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Do do yourself a favor, by the way. If you've never, that's not true. I assume you everyone here has heard of Van Halen song. I hope so. I hope so. I would really hope that this week, at some point along the way, I know it's gonna be cheesy and everything else like that. In your streaming service, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, what have you. Title. At the very least. <laughs> Like either search like top 10, 15 tracks or just bring up that best of album and put that bad boy on. And I I can almost guess that, you know, let's say you listen to 10 tracks. Six of them are going to be so good that you go, yeah, I like (laughs) this a lot. And I be willing to bet at least three of them. You'll add your own personal list of songs. And I don't know if this is true of all the other services, but if you go into like uh, single mode on Spotify, um, they've they've integrated some songs with uh, Music Genius. So like um, as the songs play, you'll get the lyrics, but you'll also get a story about the song, oh, how they cool. came up with it and like how it charted and, and the 
if there were any controversies about it and that kind of thing. So I've, I've been really like loving that on Spotify single mode. Um, there was a bunch of fun factoids about all of That's the, right. the Van Halen songs and stuff like that. Yep. So check it out. Um, it's going to be a long week. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So- God motherfucker. Um, so yeah, treat yourself and uh, thanks Eddie. Put up a glass kids. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.